Hey y'all, so I want to do a episode on parenting and motherhood. I know it's been a while since I've done one of my um, motherhood or parenting reflections or mother mom confessions. But if anyone knows me, motherhood and being a mom is a huge part of my identity. And God knows how much intention and will I put into raising my child to be the best um, that I that he can be with the tools that I have thus far. And as I grow and learn more and more, I evolve my parenting style. I try different things. I understand that what worked for me may not work for him. Um, You know, we are two different people and everybody's a different person. What works for one person may not work for the other. And people who have multiple children can understand that because sometimes they have to use different parenting styles, different uh, products for hair, like everything is could be totally different. So it's a challenge. And me just having one on earth, you know, one in heaven, but only having to raise one on earth, I know it's a challenge and I only have one. But, um, and if you hear that noise, that's just my signal, like I am driving. But um, I just kind of want to talk about a few little things. So when you're frustrated or you're kind of uh, repressing uh, emotions or you're irritated or you know you're feeling impatient or you're feeling a little ag don't take it out on your child don't release your repressed emotions on your child they're not a punching bag they're not the they should not be the source of any um, emotions that you are not dealing with on your own you know what I mean? Because, yes, they may be actually cutting up, but the thing is you have to ask yourself, your tolerance is already, um, how can I say, low. Your tolerance is already low because you're at a, a state of irritability. So you have to take that into consideration and know that if you was in a good mood, what they would be doing, what they're doing right now would probably be funny. But because you're irritated, now what's coming off is, oh, they cutting up in the ear and, and they getting on my nerves and yada, 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 and all this other kind of stuff. And it's like you have to um, sometimes just walk away, take a deep breath. Because I've caught myself, too, you know, <laughs> jacking my son up or, or just, like, you know, getting really, really frustrated and, like, you know, him getting on my nerves. I'm like, it's not really just him. These, this is his normal behavior. He's not doing something extraordinary that he hasn't, that he doesn't do already. But it's just now because I'm really probably biting my tongue with somebody else and not wanting to, you know, pop off on them. I'm trying to keep the peace. I'm trying to do this and, and, um, be the bigger person or just walk away from something. So now that, that, that energy, that emotion has not been released. So now I come home. And I'm frustrated with them or it's the same thing with like, you know, parents or, you know, moms or dads when they go to work and their boss has been yelling at them all day long. And then they come home and they take it out on their kids and wives or husbands. And <laughs> they got to be. That's why they always say the ones you, you hurt, the ones you love the most, because you're typically uh, probably taking it out, all your frustration out on them instead of uh, really dealing with the issue. What you need to do is figure out a healthy way to release those emotions. Like for me, I'm going to be uh, going for a walk right now. That's something that helps me get a peace of mind. Or sometimes journaling. But if I don't got time to journal, sometimes I have I'll, I'll like um, make notes in my phone or um, figure out other things to do. But 
I may even go for a run. Who knows? While I'm on that track, I may change my mind. But, yeah, it's like figure out something to do. Recognize um, the the recognize that maybe you're feeling a little frustrated and, and maybe you're feeling a little irritable. And sometimes, I'll, I'm not going to lie, my son is three, but if anybody knows him, um, they know he's a very intelligent young boy. And I'll say things to him like, it's not you, buddy. Mommy's not mad at you, but I am frustrated, okay? Uh, go play over there. Or I'm, I'm going to go over here. or I'm going to go in here or whatever because I don't want to take that out of him. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it's really not fair. And I just try to be... It's part of what I call conscious parenting, and um, I didn't coin this. This is some, a term that um, I've heard before. I don't know what, what other people have defined it as, but to me, it's just kind of being aware of, of, of your parenting style, of how you inflict um, your traumas, your fears. It's just being aware. It's like the same awareness I'm always preaching about for your own individuality. It's just kind of bringing that awareness into parenting. So... Yeah, I just wanted to talk about that and just being mindful of your emotions and who you take them out on. And being, to me, one of the biggest things is acknowledging it. If you say something like in your head or, you know, you know, sometimes out loud, it depends on who around. I'm not going to just be walking around blurting out, I feel angry in the middle of the grocery store. But, <laughs> you know, you could just be, hey, you know what, I, I feel pissed right now. But, and that's okay. It's not about the emotion. I'm not going to keep saying this. It's not about the emotion. There's nothing wrong with the emotion. It's the behavior that's attached to the emotion that needs to be worked on. If you're going around and you um, talking to everybody crazy and just stupid and ignorant, and you think because nobody has ever like checked you that you can walk around and keep doing that bullshit all day long, then something, you're going you're gonna to find your day. You can't do that. You cannot do that. Somebody is going to check you one day, and, and, and I'm trying to help you check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> but seriously, I'm only saying this because I do it myself too. This is not like a, a scolding or whatever. We all in here trying to help each other out and, you know, and better ourselves in some kind of way. It doesn't mean you're a bad person if you have done this thus far because the awareness now, now you know. And now you can work on it. We all work in progress. I ain't perfect. I Like I always say, I'm perfectly imperfect. God made me this way and everything I go through is shaping who I am and shaping who I'm going to be. So, yeah, just be aware. Find out healthy ways. You know, acknowledge it. Go do something to release it in a more positive way that doesn't inflict it on someone else. Or sometimes it just means maybe you do need to uh, uh, speak up to, to the person who you're repressing that emotion from. Maybe you don't need to bite your tongue. And there's a way to do it without being uh, like, you know, crazy too or ignorant. Like you can, but I know a lot of times anger is the easiest way to express our emotions because being sweet or being vulnerable or being sincere or being calm gets ran over people feel like that's a that's a personality or that's a person i can run over because oh they they they, they got sense and they're mature and they're uh they're emotionally mature and they and oh and, and, and that means they weak oh no don't get it twisted don't take my kindness for weakness i'm being civilized with you because decency is something that fuels my spirit but don't get it twisted uh the other side of me will come out believe it or not people 
All y'all ignorant folks who walk around ignorant 24-7, just know the people who are decent or who try to show respect and try to show customer service and try to show this and that and manners and all this decency, trust and believe they do have another side where there's light, there's dark, and it can come out in the bl uh, blink of an eye. But what we're doing is we're trying to be something that everybody needs to try to do and not just taking things out and not being so reactive. We're trying to be more responsive and in control of ourselves because you are the one walking around out of control. We're walking around in control of our own system, of our own emotions, of our own body, of our own mind. Can you say that for yourself? If, if, if this is you, I'm talking, it's a wake up call. I'm talking to you. Take accountability for your actions. These are the fundamentals that I'm always talking about. The foundation of self that is being lost in the sauce. But yeah, that's all I want to say. Be a conscious parent and don't take out your uh, emotions on your children. They're not your punching bag. Love you guys. Peace out. Rise and shine your light and opulent solution seekers. It's your brother, spiritual activist, coming to you with another word, message, spot of wisdom, whatever you want to call it. On today's reflection, I... Okay, so basically everything is a journey, right? And when you become a healer and when you're feel like you've called you've been called to be a spiritual teacher you uphold this responsibility yes you're on your own you know human experience your own journey and you're kind of sharing it with the world sometimes messages are for you sometimes they're for the world and sometimes they're a mix of both and my journey has a lot of um aspects as you know i'm sure for a lot of people and so as a mother part of my journey is a motherhood journey a parenting journey and we all know that there's no real manual I mean, there's this knowledge out there and there's information out there, but the wisdom really comes from within. And, you know, you have to tailor it to your lifestyle and, and your own divine intuition or whatever you want to call it or your own um, based on the things you want out of that, your child and your parenting beliefs. So I was reflecting on something that was kind of sparked or really um, sparked from a post I saw and in the post it was basically talking about like so the little girl went goes to Sam's with her mother and her mother and the little girl wants this dress $15 dress and I don't know if the mother really couldn't afford it but she's like I really didn't want to buy it and yada 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 but she's like because of that she made up a rationalization and told the daughter no I don't think we should get it because daddy may not like it so they didn't get the dress couple days later or whatever next thing you know she ends up buying the dress because she was the little girl said something like mom I don't want the dress because dad may not like it and so at that point she realized she made a parenting mistake and when your pride is is humbled and you're able to learn from your mistakes and take accountability you can see these you can see mistakes more clearly not from a place of self-judgment you know but so she she realized like she now taught her daughter to seek validation over her own. You know what I mean? Like, don't get something you love because have this fear of judgment or people loving you based on what you do for them or, or how you please them. Y'all get the idea. And this is something we do as adults. So in, in parenting, another little gem is that you learn a lot how to be an adult and how to heal as an adult through parenting because you start to ask yourself would I really want my child to go through the same situation that I'm going through by healing yourself you're healing your children and so this kind of made me think about stuff is like a lot of times especially when it pertains to money 
we always tell our child, like, you know, we ain't got it. We, we don't got the money, this and that. And I'm not saying don't have reality to your child, but I feel like don't make up false rationalizations that could really tarnish how they see the world and how they behave as adults. Like, for instance, if my son wants to go to these, like, all kind of classes for different kind of stuff, who knows, gymnastics, whatever, and if I feel like I can't really afford it, I don't want to just make up something and say, like, oh, gymnastics is not, it's not good, we shouldn't, that's stupid, nobody wants to go to gymnastics, like, that would, that could scar him, that could shadow an aspect of himself that, that really would uplift his spirit, it could have all kinds of reactions. But instead, you know, you could say something like, I'm working on it. You know, I'm working on being able to give you into, get you into these classes. Or, you know, you know, we're not doing it right now until maybe the summer. We're gonna, Let's shoot for the summer. Like, the goal is to get you in there for that. Just different stuff, you know, based on that. And it just, it just let me be able to see things from a perspective of be careful what you put into your child or instill into them because it's going to be very hard to break away from that. I made an analogy before. I'm not sure if I posted on my podcast before, but like I told, I was talking to one of my coworkers who's into, you know, black education and all this other kind of stuff too. And we, and I was just telling her, I was like, you know, I feel like from birth to like adolescence, children are like in, I want to say quicksand, but like loose cement. And as they get older and start to care more about what other people think besides their parents, it becomes harder and harder. It, it, so it hardens and it becomes solid concrete. So by the time they're an adult and they're able to see the world from a, a different perspective that's more centered about around their own needs, now they're having to chip away instead of just pull themselves out. Now they're having to chip away and unlearn to, to relearn to fulfill their own personal needs. Now that voice that is theirs is harder to hear and they have to work added like imagine their voice being buried at the bottom of that concrete pit that their legs are stuck into the roots of them so to get to that voice and hear it they have to chip away and chip away and that chipping away is chipping through all the conditioning all of the programming all of the uh instilling that they've acquired over a lifetime it doesn't mean to scare you or put some pressure on you as a parent give yourself grace we're all learning and that is okay that's why it's called a mistake and not a failure because you learn from mistakes you know that's how we learn as adults as humans as children period so that's the idea but as they're growing try your best to be more aware of the things that you tell them and the things that you subject them to and give them more room to wiggle you know don't box them in and say it's it's so so many obsolete so many black or white like it's either this or that sometimes say it's okay or use more words like well sometimes this happens and sometimes not because that gives them opportunity to create and cultivate balance in their lives and regulate things and manage things versus is this or nothing then that kind of like puts them in the box mentally but yeah that's just something i kind of want to share and express with you guys hopefully you can find something without with the within these words that inspire you and and open you up and enlighten you in some kind of way in your own parenting motherhood fatherhood whatever caretaking journey as always keep god first peace love light and healing energies be open to receiving them i love you guys peace out so yesterday 
I believe it was yesterday, I was talking to my husband and I was kind of having a stressful day, felt like spiritually defeated, you know, not knowing where my career is going, where I'm going as a spiritual teacher, as a spiritual activist, and just the journey of being a mother, of being a preschool teacher, and just really trying to give and nurture the black spirit without deflating it or disempowering or oppressing it can bring about a lot of emotions. And so my son, you know, it's always your own. (laughs) That gives you the hardest time because you have a lot tied up into that child. You know, subconsciously black people feel like their child is a representation of them, um, a reflection of them. And to a certain extent, yes, that can be true, but there are, ex, uh, ex, what's the word I'm looking for? Exceptions. I've seen parents who beat their child every day and they still act up every day. I've seen parents who do nothing in disciplinary and their child, children are well behaved and great. Um, and they're very, and their parents are neglectful. There, there's just, a spirit is a spirit. You don't own your child. So sometimes you have to let go and surrender and meet your child where they're at. And of course, that doesn't mean not have standards. Um, as I always have to remind y'all, take everything with a grain of salt. You can sit here and waste your time dissecting and analyzing everything I say and say, well, no, no, not really, not really. Or you can just listen to what I have to say, interpret it in your own divine way, how it resonates with you, and let the rest go. But I was just getting frustrated and just like, you know, I'm like, I'm tired of the spanking being the only solution or you know it's like the only thing I can resort to or I just want to find a way to get through to my son in in ways of helping him with his aggressive behaviors his um lack of basically I don't like to use certain labels but to help you guys understand, like, the stubbornness, which is more of a strong-willed leader, you know, powerful person, that spirit. But teaching him that he has to learn how to be a leader and know when to follow. As I talk about him, he's waking up out of his sleep. Crazy. But yeah, basically, I was just talking to him about my frustrations and that there's already so many things out there in this world that are designed to disempower, defeat, control, box in. But yeah, guys, it's crazy. Every time I'm trying to do something, I swear. It's- I don't truly understand the the makings of why things happen when you're trying to do something, but whatever it is, it's annoying AF. But yeah, so it's like there's already so many things out in this world that are designed to make you forget who you are and what power you have. As I'm sitting on the toilet making this podcast, 
my three-year-old peeks through the cracks. <laughs> what is it? Oh my God, guys. Wait a minute. Come. You know, um, nothing I'm talking. But basically, so many things in this world that label us in ways that make us internalize so much. We come into this world into a psychological war in our minds, you know, battling what we've been told we are versus what we know we are, the soul versus the mind, all of the conditioned and programmed roadblocks that have been put into place to prevent us from getting and reaching our ultimate and limitless power. And just being mindful of that within yourself and within parenting and teaching. You don't want to instill and re, what's the word, like continue this cycle of domination, control, oppression, bottom line. We're closing the mind instead of opening it. We're closing the access to our soul, to our infinite power, versus accessing it. And I just, I'm trying always to nurture and teach my son how to control his energy, channel his energy in healthier, productive ways, you know, Overprotection leads to coddling, leads to enabling, leads to setting your child up for failure or rude awakening. You know, this fuels lack of discipline, structure, accountability, all the things they will need for success. This is why a lot of us struggle so much to focus on one thing. And then, you know, we carry as the ancestral DNA wakes up, we have all of these gifts that we could tap into. And we don't know what really resonates with us. We don't know what's true to our heart, you know, what to focus on. It's just so much to it. So many layers. We were very multifaceted, passionate people. So much energy. And we need that passion to keep our energy stimulated, to keep us stimulated, or else we get bored, we lose interest, we lose focus. And that's the same with children. Children are many ancestors, many adults, and they deserve more grace than we do because they don't even truly understand what's going on within them. At least we can say, we don't really either, but we've had 30 years in our, in our belt. What do they have? Three, two, five, ten? So you have to think about that. They have bad days. They have stress. They have anxiety. They just don't know how to label it. They're in the world too. Their energy, they they feel energy. They feel the exile of society. This is why a lot of times they're very codependent, especially to the mothers, you know. But, you know, the black family and the black spirit, there's so much to it. And I almost hate talking about it on my platforms because I feel like sometimes people are just using it for 
research to find more ways to disempower us. And I will not be a pawn for anything that's malicious. But I know my intentions. And my intentions are that any word and wisdom that I get is so coded that the average person with malice intentions cannot interpret nor use it for evil gain. But you know, as I think about it, I just start to build confidence knowing that black women are the original healers, the original teachers. We have the capabilities to raise our children in the right way. We just have to continue to gradually align with that higher self, with that knowledge, that wisdom, that inner knowing of what our child needs, you know, giving them levels of independence, power, being their guide, not their tyrant, dictator, knowing when to lead and when to follow, letting go of the monster mentality that tells us everything is defiance and, you know, and not just aspects of strong will, leadership, power. The things we want our children to be that, but yet we're <coughs> we're constantly putting roadblocks in there. Sometimes intentionally, sometimes subconsciously. You know, we don't really, we're not always aware. And this isn't a shame on parents at all because I'm in the boat with you. It's give yourself grace. You know, it's a journey of incorporating new ways of parenting without losing the true essence of tradition and the things that make black childcare sought out. You have to think about think about movies like The Help. Think about preschools and how they're always trying to get, I'm sorry, they're always trying to staff black teachers. Why do you think that is? Why do you think other races, namely white, prefer black people to raise their children because of the lessons that they learn when they're with them because of the knowledge and the preparedness they have, like the ability to take care of themselves and survive and just that wisdom that a lot of times you just can't get from teaching. Knowledge, intelligence, and wisdom are different things. They can be intertwined, but some things are just not necessarily teachable. You have to just tap into that. And ask for that kind of wisdom, for that kind of knowledge. And speaking on knowledge, yeah, I'm going off the topic, but I've, I think I have a, po- um, a post about this, about confidence. But in building confidence, let go of shame of not knowing and understanding. A lot of, you know, a lot of us spiritual teachers, we use vocabulary or jargon that can be confusing or intimidating. And, you know, we're all in this de-swinging contest of who knows the biggest words, who knows the most history, who knows the most dates, who knows the most political news, who knows the most um, spiritual uh, whatever, you know? And sometimes that can that's not what your tribe... Your tribe 
is most nine times out of ten lacking the knowledge. So if you come to them already on level 35 and they haven't even read the first two pages of the book, how much success, how much of a success rate do you think you're going to have? There's a fine line as being a teacher that you have to understand knowing how to bring down the notch of trying to prove, you know, like conversations with your colleagues and fellow healers is different from conversations with your tribe. And just, we have to humble ourselves. I know a lot of times we want to, you know, the ego is like, yeah, I'm smart too. But I've learned to stop trying to compete with people and seem smart when I know just because I don't know what you know does not make me dumb, does not make me whatever. Because some, some people can have street smarts and have no book smarts, and that does not make them less than. And some people can have all the book smarts and wouldn't know how to tie their shoe if it's to save their life or fix a meal to save their life. You know what I mean? So it's like everybody has something. Don't let people knock you down because that's the total opposite of what a healer or teacher is supposed to be doing. Teachers and healers are not supposed to be spreading knowledge to make you feel dumb or less than. It's supposed to be spreading knowledge to empower, uplift, and educate you and elevate you. So, yeah, keep all that in mind. As always, keep God first. Peace, love, light, and healing energies. Be open to receiving it. Love you guys. Peace out.